How's it going, Sha? Eh, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I swear, I really, really hope one day we have a big enough production so that we have a team of people capturing the moment right before we start. You do like these little things every now and then, they like really crack me the fuck up. <laughs> Wait, what did I just do? This is like a little like, <laughs> like you do these like small reactions of like, all right. I mean, I guess this is happening in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was taking deep breaths. <laughs> Lights to the dark. Gun smoke fills your nose. But the violent star. Once the guns go cold. A prayer in the dark. Lord, let me grow up. Like, I don't know, I can feel like you've overcome a lot in your day, you know? Um, it's, yeah, it's it's great. It's fantastic. Living is such a joy. <laughs> really relish it. Really relish it. Absolutely. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, Shot. That's what's up. <laughs> Oh, man, you been into anything interesting this week, Sha? Oh, what was this week? Um, I, uh, I've allowed another streaming service into my life. Oh, wow, that's big news. Yeah, I'm so tired of these damn streaming services. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll let room, I found room, found the space for this one. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's... um paramount plus so it's like cbs and then all of the viacom stuff so mtv vh1 comedy central that kind of stuff okay um so i've been revisiting uh old episodes of the real world oh okay on MTV. okay so i watched the very first se- because they have a reunion show that's ongoing right now right. um it comes on weekly and you can't see the whole season yet it's only going to be like six episodes but it's uh you know all of the original cast from the very first season of real world in new york and they're in the same loft in soho and you know it's been like almost 30 years yeah so it's very funny um and that i don't know if everyone but you also can watch like a lot of the old seasons. So I watched the first season of real world all the way through and okay. I'm watching them at, you know, 30 years older, trying to grapple and be, you know, cause they're at that age where they're just like, Oh man, we've been through so much. I, I genuinely love you for this short period of time that we <laughs> had in our lives, but that also changed our lives immensely because that's a big yeah. thing to go through. And there are only six other people that know what it was that you did, you know, seven yeah. in total. And so like there's that shared bond, but then there's also like, oh man, I got to be in this house five days with these folks <laughs> i thought i was done with this so you know and then with the passage of time to see who has maybe grown and who has stunted and who's exactly the same as they were when they were in their 20s and who's drastically different um so it's interesting to watch because i mean they're i mean we're all i'm the same age as those people 
and I fully remember when the real world came on and watching it and all of that stuff. Uh, so that's been very interesting to like kind of go back in time and just be like, Oh wow, this is, this is what it was like. Like, I mean, I know I lived through it, but (laughs) this is, this is how we were moving. Huh? Yeah. Oh boy. I definitely remember uh, when it came out, but I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I knew it was like a big thing because my older cousins talked about it a lot, and they were like very hyped about the recklessness of it. Yeah, um, it was the most I heard them talk about anyone not in their school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah for sure. I um like. It's funny that you mentioned the recklessness of it because it was kind of they they were pitched as like, hey, this will be like a documentary of like young artists and they're all living together and blah, blah, blah. It'll be you know, have a documentary feel. And they were all like, all right. And then, you know, you put it together and it's just like this one has a crush on that one, you know. And um, <laughs> but you see like the archetypes, you see where what they were going with it. And how they built on it. And then you can think of other seasons where you're like, oh, well, that was a total game changer when they put cameras in the bathroom or when uh, when they put a hot tub in every house that completely changed it. Like it's but it's also just like, yeah, y'all started this shit. Yeah, (laughs) Straight up. They would all cheese that whole like. Uh, that whole thing of like, you know, just putting random strangers together and Mm -hmm. seeing what happens. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane, and it's funny to watch. And the first season didn't have the original music that was in the, which is a big problem with MTV shows is that, you know, they used whatever was hot and popping at the time music-wise, but they don't have the rights for that because no one really foresaw these shows going into syndication and having to pay for that stuff. So then they had to replace the music with sound-alike music. So, you know. (laughs) You got to order, you got to get these session musicians to play uh, a version. What, how can you capture the feel of groove is in the heart without actually playing groove is in the heart or whatever. (laughs) So a large part of me watching the old season was just me going, Oh, that's supposed to be, I'm too sexy or, Oh, that's supposed to be, you know what I mean? So that's been like a game that I've been playing and my roommate will be in his room and he'll overhear it. And he's like, is that song supposed to be? And I'm like, Oh, that's a good guess. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it's really funny. Um, oh, man, that's the game show I want to be on. That's awesome. I like that. Should I I trademark that? That's a game idea right there. What, just guessing music? Yeah, guessing music that's like the music. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, That is definitely a very particular skill. Um, (laughs) uh, And I mean, I... I have it because of that time frame and me being super into music at that time. I'm like, oh, that's totally this song. That's that song, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, at a certain point <laughs> in time, I just tap out and I'm like, I don't know. It's all the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was in the other direction. So mm. I spent my weekend seeing the future. Right. So uh-huh. um, my brother, my part of me, my cousin is uh he's like the like a vice principal or something at a at like the super nerdy school. 
And this Saturday was the first time that they were able to host uh, SATs. So he asked me to be a proctor. Whoa. Yo, that was crazy. I was, and mind you, like, I dressed like, I was, I had to wear like a button up shirt. Like he was like, yo, like you can't like look like you. <laughs> <laughs> like the way you dress now, nah. he's like, uh, like I forgot like how you wrote it. He was like, I, right, so like show up as if it was like your third, like uncle's funeral. Like you kind of care, but right. only because your family that you care about cares. So you don't yes. wanna, like disrespect them. So he's like, wear that kind of shirt. And you'll be fine. And then I show up, <laughs> and uh, my job straight up. You they they give you like a paper with a script to read, and it's like verbatim. Like it's so crazy how like exact they got it down. Like it was like say these lines, take a deep breath, say these lines, <laughs> walk down the aisle. Like it's like that. Like they got it really. Explain. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like stage direction along with the script. Straight up, like to the T, like they got it so down pat. It was like uh, during this exam, you will be asked to uh, answer these questions. You'll have four lines to answer them. Pause. Four lines to answer them. Um, You don't need to use all four lines. Uh, Please put away your calculator if you're not assigned to use it during this section. Look to the right. Like it was craziness like that. Like they like want you to like strike fear. Did you say? Did you also say the stage directions? Like did you say look to the right? On on the first one, I slipped. Like I slipped over. Like oh, that was for me. My bad, Uh, (laughs) y'all. But it was it was wildly exact. But yeah, you like you. It it was trippy because like I remember as a kid, like when I was taking them. Like the level of like importance that I put on that test and like how stressed I was going in and how little it has affected my life since, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just like such a weird thing of like y'all are here, like really trying to change your life. And I wish I could tell you how little of a fuck this matters. Right. And I can't convey that because I know they care and it will matter for like one percent of them. But for the majority of them, it's not going to be like the make or break thing you think it is. And the only thing that I can like exude, like I felt like I can't tell you that because then I'm not doing my job properly as a proctor. So I tried to like exude like the energy of like, yo, I'm going to be at a bar right after this. <laughs> Why would you? you know, I wanted them to know that like energy this, this in the room. Point. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be like, hey, listen, this is not that real, you know? So, like, they'd ask me questions. I was under the impression that schools were not really taking SATs right now, what with the whole plim-plamory and all. Yeah, and that's why they they reaching out to people like me. Like, they desperate because, essentially, you have all these kids applying to colleges, but they can't because of the health risks take the SATs as often as they'd want to. So, in order to do so... uh, they are uh, splitting up uh, the uh, groups into uh, like more spaced out spaces. So like the mm-hmm. classroom that would normally hold 34, mm-hmm. I think my group had 10. 
Mm. You know, so, you know, you have kids that are like, I'm trying to apply to a school and I can't take the SAT because there's only a third of the seats. Gotcha. So, so they need more proctors so they that they can more use proctors. more rooms. Exactly. So, okay. um, you know, that's how I volunteer. You know, all in all, sincerely, just trying to do like, you know, good things and, mm-hmm. you know, help out these kids get to school. But uh, like when you're in there, you realize like, yo, they are really stressed and it's, it's not that serious. Do the best you can by all means. But yeah. But at the time, it is that serious. It's yeah. extremely serious. And it truly I mean, it it's. It's not that it's not that serious. It's that it is serious, but what you will learn from whatever happens from that point will help you deal with the seriousness. So it's not that it's not serious. It's that you will learn how to deal with serious shit, especially if it doesn't go the way you want it to go. Mm. That's the biggest lesson, probably. But, I mean, but at the time, that shit is crucial. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that like I felt like tension in the room. Like kid, a kid mm-hmm. would ask me a question, and like they were like super nervous. They're like, "Yo, uh, I want to opt." Like they'd want to opt out of like the essay portion because mm-hmm. they nailed that before, so they only want this part of the test. Oh wow! Look, and like this, so it was like strategic. So they're like, "Hey, how do I do that? I don't want to mess up and click mm-hmm. this." And like I ain't know the fucking answers. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I'll get back to you on that. So. <laughs> You know, I'm like, yo, just focus on the part that I know, I know, and uh-huh. I get to an answer later. Like, I wasn't like, you know, not gonna get him the answer, but like, I could feel like in her heart she was stressed of like, yo, I didn't get this answered. I can't focus on the test. Right. You I know? can't leave this hanging, Chad. Yeah. I need someone to tell me what to do with this, or else it's going. My brain will be only on that, and yeah. I can't concentrate on the other thing. Yeah, man, taking tests is. Yo, she Wild. kept looking back at me the whole time we were setting up. Like, the test ain't even starting. She was, like, nervous. So I was like, right, I'm a, just because it's you, like, I'm going to go look. But, like, <laughs> you off to a bad start in life. You got you to gotta change that. Like, there's going to be no, a lot of things No, she's not. She's, you think so, but please believe that's going to be the person who double and triple checks things, be that in the office or be that in the fast food spot. Listen, I want her doing heart surgery, but I'm okay That's, if you put like tomatoes on my burger. It's all good. Like, you know, like it's not are that serious. Two drastically different situations, but please believe your burger will be as correct as your heart <laughs> if she continues to double and triple check the way that she does. Were they all like high school kids? Were there any? Do they even do this? I don't know if you experienced this in your if they did this in um New York or not. Uh but when I was in seventh grade, yeah, they gave us these little aptitude tests. And after those tests, they were like, oh, well, you could take the SAT. What? Through like, I don't know what Duke University had to do with it or what, but it was just kind of like, if you tested well in some ways, they're like, well, why don't you take you can take an SAT just to kind of see how you feel about it or do it or whatever. So there were. There were times that there were seventh graders in the room with high schoolers taking the SAT. Now, it didn't mean any you, you couldn't use those scores. Right, right. But it was a good barometer as to where you were, I guess, if you were wanted to just really shoot forward or whatever. So in seventh grade, I took the SAT. Gotcha. With a few, a couple of my classmates as well. And like, I think the parents of one kid dropped us off. 
at uh, Georgia Tech, which in downtown, you know, which is where we took it. And then my dad picked us up and took us to the varsity afterwards. Um, but at that time, it, it, Atlanta wasn't as 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 um, welcoming as it is now. Okay, the kids. So we were just a bunch of twelve year olds just sitting there waiting on. Just downtown Atlanta, just in downtown Atlanta, <laughs> you know, just waiting on a parent to come walk us over to the varsity and then taking SATs. And I, you could see the high schoolers who needed this, yeah. looking at these kids coming in just like, hur, 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 and taking this test and being like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all but, really hope they like, they didn't group it like the way they do like public school grades where like you knew like three, one was the smart third graders. And like oh. three six was the kids with bad grades. Like, what if you were like <laughs> no. a, a junior in in high school? You need this test, but they put all the kids with like a sixty five average in the same performance seventh graders. Like, Uh-oh. you know, oh, you gotta be grimy. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I don't think they did that. I think they were just like, whenever you register to do this, pick a time that you want to do this, and we'll just throw you in with the other kids who are doing it. I dare say that I probably did better in seventh grade than I did in 11th grade on the SAT. <laughs> I know that. Were but, you more focused back then? That well, I mean, you students? know, in between the time that I was 12 and the time that I was 16, they opened up nightclubs to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I get it, but also I want to dance or whatever. There you we know. go. Yeah, just usual stuff. It, I mean, not that it's all for naught, but uh, especially now that um, the uh, scoring is such that I don't even understand what, like it's twice as many points. I mean, like I don't even know. I, there was no essay when I had to take it. Like it was all yeah, kinds of. Yeah, I didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. I know it went up to like 2,400 at one point. Yeah. It brought it back down to 1,600. Oh, did, oh good. Then I'm still yeah. okay. So we're still <laughs> Good, yeah, you know. <laughs> but the essay thing is new to me. Like I didn't have to do any of that. Um, I know. I remember when I took it. It was uh, it was like the first time I realized that like girls are into man, like men of mystery. You know, because like the whole time, like in class, like I'm I'm like being class clown, funny gaster, and I don't, you know, I I give off this energy of I don't do well in school. I always did well. I just didn't like show that. Right. So the SAT grades, they got like a lot of them became public very quickly. So I did really well on the PSATs and the SATs. Mm-hmm. So people would say it and like I didn't want to talk about my SAT grades, but like it got known that I did well on it. So like I was being like coy. I was like, yeah, whatever. I kept it moving. And like a whole different batch of uh young ladies were like, Oh yeah, gas so smart and mysterious. <laughs> And he was studying on a lot. Like I, I, I really don't. <laughs> I just don't know how to flex about grades. <laughs> so I'm trying to change the topic to something that's more in my ballpark. I don't know how I got the score either. But <laughs> here we are. You know? <laughs> oh man, good times. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Let's get into the news, huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, Russia and Iran tried to interfere 
with the 2020 election, U.S. intelligence agencies say uh, Russia and Iran both carried out operations to try to interfere with the 2020 presidential election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Um, but intelligence experts also found that China, which was previously thought to be expanding its U.N.'s influence efforts, ultimately did not deploy operations to affect the outcome of the Trump-Biden election. The report also said that there are no indications that foreign actors attempted to alter the U.S. ballots or vote tabulation. What? Okay, so did they do it or no? <laughs> yeah, like I was just like I felt like this was saying like. Like, I was okay with this if it's saying what I think it's saying. Like, it felt like 2016, they tried to rig the election. That's the that's the vibe I got. They were like, right. we're going to take votes. We're going to mess with the voting systems. 2020, it sounded like they were like, all right, we messed up. That was kind of grimy. But we still don't want Joe Biden to win. So, like, they hired a street team, you know? And okay. I, you so, know, you think they, like, they the the budget was smaller? Yeah, like uh, it, because more eyes were on them, so they were right. trying to do it in a, a a more quiet way. Also, I mean, Russia definitely had to pull back. Um, yeah, I it, Iran. I didn't know that we needed to keep an eye on them for this. I don't know. I mean, it, the, at this point, there was to even attempt it is just kind of ballsy because we saw the jig. The, right. the, the jig is sky high it's so up like it, we already know <laughs> that someone's gonna try something yeah like i feel like at this point they should just publicly say like yo we as iran support this president and i would be cool with that like i wouldn't agree with who every country picked but i feel like just being straight up about their stance would hold weight versus like you know putting up flyers i don't know what they do but like whatever their system is of influencing that isn't illegal. I don't know. I feel like it, there would be more power. Like if Russia was like, yo, we rock with this dude versus being shady about it. If that makes sense. No, I guess so. I mean, they, they ultimately, I feel like they were still saying that while also trying to be behind the scenes. I just saw further down in this article, it says in addition to Iran and in Russia, the investigation found that uh, Cuba, Venezuela, and Lebanese Hezbollah also worked to influence the election, though on a smaller scale. Well, shit, who didn't have their fingers in this election? <laughs> Yo, real talk, I think they voted more than we did here. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was L L Lebanese Hezbollah who turned Georgia blue. I don't know. South to Lebanese Hezbollah. Nah, yeah, man. I guess. Nah. Shout out to you. I mean, you did try to fix our election, so I don't know if we really want to. But then again, I mean, hell, the people here tried to fix the election. Yeah. Everyone's trying to fix the election. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. No one should care about our homecoming election that much. Yeah. No one should care about we our little homecoming queen. <laughs> You know, why isn't it, like, automatic, like, to register to vote? Like, I feel like Ugh. if you, like, 18, like, I, I know they could, like, automate so much. Like, I know you could find me for my taxes. Mm -hmm. You could, you have most of, like, our driver's licenses or IDs or passports. Like, I feel like if, you, if I'm over 18 and you got, and I got a social security number, I should be just automatically in. 
Yeah. And also, why are, are you having to go to very specific spots? Yeah. Because it seems like if there's just one master list and you just compare the information to that list, it's like, all right, there's a machine over there. All kinds of things. I mean, we, we ultimately know why. It's the racism aspect. <laughs> aspect. You know how racism is an aspect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I know when I was a senior in high school, uh, there was a day where they took all of the seniors and sat us down in the uh, cafetorium and uh, okay, which is just a cafeteria <laughs> with a stage. So it's, a, it's an auditorium and cafeteria. So they called it the cafetorium. And okay. uh, I thought it was like in like uh, Southern rappers would be like, they got an album, <laughs> you know, instead of that. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, no, no. It literally was called a cafetorium. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, and they, they passed out, you know, forms to register to vote. Now you weren't kept from graduating. If you didn't fill out the form, if you didn't want to, you didn't have to, but for the most part, they were like, look, y'all are 17, 18 years old. Just go on and fill this out. Let's just go ahead and get you registered to vote. That's dope. And for the most part, I think we all did. Now I was, I was called for jury duty almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, but I think it is illegal to like withhold someone's diploma, right? Uh, if unless they register to vote, you know, it's like all oh, that kind of stuff. But I don't know. There are many ways that I I feel like they could uh, streamline things. But uh, you know, racism aspect, racism aspect. Yeah, I I feel like it should be like like the same as like I want I want it to be as easy as it is like Venmo. You know, like, I feel like it should be an app on my phone. And I'm with, like, I feel like the amount of fraud they're complaining about is about the same amount of fraud that I feel like I hear about credit cards. Like, one out of every, like, you know, two to 3,000 people that I know be like, hey, I had somebody, like, make a charge on my debit card this year, you know? And yeah, that's true. Fixed, you know? But, you know, I mean, People were going in there and taking money out of people's Venmos and cash apps, too. So I don't want no one to be able to. I mean, it's getting easier to just crack the code on a lot of stuff. Fair. You know, so I I worry about that, like someone just going in and hitting the switch. Uh, Easier because it's all in the cloud somewhere. All it takes is someone to accidentally trip over the plug of the of the Amazon cloud server and we are fucked. And we are fucked. If someone trips over the cord that plugs the cloud in, it's over. It's all over. It's complete mayhem. The whole planet will be plunged in darkness. Yeah, I would love for you to write this like super simple ending version of the Matrix. Where <laughs> we'll what where someone trips hours. over the thing that makes the humans stay batteries or whatever, and now they all die and so all of civilization dies and things glitch constantly. That's I only it. saw the first Matrix. I don't know what happens in the second or third. <laughs> Shot saw the first one. She's like, why don't they just unplug this? Yeah. Like, this this so- <laughs> we only need three movies for this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things could be answered if someone would just either like answer their phone or unplugged a thing. Big fact. There would be a lot less sequels. There you go. That's how yeah. it's my computer. Unplug yeah. You. That's it. Restart. All these robot movies and nobody throws water on them? What are we doing? 
There you go. Shalay with Shark. Text support. <laughs> Send your emails. <laughs> don't 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 email. I'm going to tell you to throw water on it. So don't do that. Oh uh, man, Georgia groups are lobbying Coca-Cola and other companies over voting rights. Um, new roadside billboards in Atlanta are urging Coca-Cola, Home Depot, and other Georgia-based corporations to oppose voting restrictions being proposed by the Republican state lawmakers. Uh, voting right groups in the state are launching a campaign on Monday uh, calling upon corporations to speak out publicly against legislation that they argue would suppress access to voting, especially among people of color who tend to support Democratic candidates. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, Something we kind of touched on a bit before. Um, they're targeting mm-hmm. uh, Home Depot, uh, Delta Airlines, insurance provider Aflac, uh, previously mentioned Coca-Cola. And uh, most of these companies are basically saying, hey, we support voting rights. How can we do that publicly without saying that publicly? Uh, so we don't, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to piss off Look, the government. We support what you're saying, but you have to understand we also pay both parties a lot of money so that we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> How were we able to do that without upsetting the apple cart? <laughs> we know we need y'all to be happy uh-huh. you work for us. Right. But also we pay them. So we can keep making money. Right. So how do we do this? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're having a completely different meeting. Oh, man. That's got to be great. I'd love to be in those walls, like, just to see how people discuss that. Uh, Do you think there's there's a place in corporate America where they discuss that openly like that? Like, yo, listen, on the rail. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's on the golf course. Okay, yeah. I think it's on the golf course and I think it's um, you know, in sauna rooms. I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many movies in the 80s, but <laughs> I think it's on the golf course because I've heard, you know, so many women who are executives who are like, I'm not being invited to these uh extracurricular activities. But that's where the deals are being made. That's where decisions are being made. That's where alliances are being formed. But I can't go either I'm not invited or the country club they're going to doesn't allow women or something. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think these conversations are being had point blank, but they're happening not in the office. They're happening in other places uh, in ways that they can't be tracked as well. Yeah, that's my that's one of my many conspiracies. There is. Um <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I I, mm-hmm. I think you cracked the code there, Sha. Yeah, yeah, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm teaching my son how to golf ASAP. Absolutely. Like, Teach your daughter. Yeah, word. My daughter. Teach her, too, because she's going to be the one that they're going to go, well, you, we didn't even think you knew how to golf. And then she'll know exactly how to beam all of them upside the head with a ball. Straight up. And still get a hole in one. I don't know what those words mean, but yeah, sure. in there. You know what I mean? Use a putter. <laughs> use a putter for whatever you use a putter for, but use that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Virginia Governor Northam restores voting rights uh, to 69,000 former felons with new policy. Uh, that's right. The Virginia Democratic Governor Ralph Northam announced Tuesday that he's taking 
executive action to restore voting rights and other civil rights to former felons as soon as they complete their prison terms, a move that will immediately apply to more than 69,000 formerly incarcerated Virginians. Uh, Northam's actions uh, is the latest push to expand the, uh, the franchise to uh, ex-convicts in the state and comes just months before Virginia's uh, governational and state legislative elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I love this. Uh, I've, I've always been a uh, pro rights of uh, our citizens. And while I do get um, the measures that are taken, you know, when someone is in jail, I think if they've paid their price to society, that should come back with those rights uh, being reattained. Um, in particular, where like so many of uh, people that are jailed um, currently being jailed uh, for things that are no longer illegal, um, you know, in places like Virginia, in particular, you have like a lot of uh, black and brown people being jailed for like marijuana charges and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That it's kind of uh, dumb. So I support homie bringing out these yeah. books. Um, I um, anytime I read an article that has anything to do with Governor Northam, I always just scroll to the bottom to see if they mention that whole blackface thing. Yeah, I mean, and they don't. I guess we just moved right on past it. Hey. <laughs> You know, this is my thing, Shot. Listen, he did the blackface thing. I get it. Yeah. But you, this is also the closest I've seen somebody to giving us any acres and mules. Like, he's yeah, no, trying, absolutely. You know, like whether it's for, again, I don't care if you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart or you're doing or if it it's, secure, like for an ulterior <laughs> motive, you are still doing good. I, I totally, I just thought maybe at the end it would be like, Northam was, you know, was quoted as saying, does this make up for the, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought maybe there'd be something like that in there. I don't, I certainly don't want to beat that dead horse, but I'm always just like, hey, is this the one that did the black? Oh, okay, it is. And that's cool. I mean, look, if you're able to, uh, first, if you're able to do blackface and keep your job, (laughs) don't rock that boat. Do what the people want. People want, you know. Yeah, how good do you have to be at your job to overcome blackface? Like, this is honestly, you just got to be white and in the South. (laughs) You, I mean, it helps to be good at your job, but you also just have to be white and in the South and go. I mean, y'all know, and then all the other white people go, "Yeah, we do," and then you can keep it moving. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what what threw me off is when homeboy from Canada got caught out there. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm like, yo, you the head dude. And you like, you're the the head dude. You know? I don't know what the title is, but that, whatever that guy is, (laughs) you that guy. I think that's it. I think that's it. Canada's head dude, Justin (laughs) Trudeau or whatever his name is. Um, Yeah, that's so funny. Canada's head dude. Canada's head dude in charge right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shouts to Virginia. Love this. You know what I mean? A uh, whole bunch of uh whole bunch of uh, uh, relatives of the clips is gonna be able to vote now. Oh, that's you know good. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Pushing malice is running for office. I love it. They're only <laughs> voting for bills that are grinding. That's all they're voting for. <laughs> Oh man, you're gonna have sixty nine thousand people voting and we can't tell any of their voices apart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, did that one vote about or is he talking about the Lord? That's the only way I think I would be able to tell. 
<laughs> which oh, one is which? Religious guy. Okay, cool. He has a cursed in sixteen bars. Okay, it's gotta I, be him. Yeah, I swear <laughs> to God, when they first came out, I thought they were twins. They're yeah. not though, right? No, no, one is older. The okay. non the, the 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 Christian one is the older one, I believe. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Malice became <laughs> no malice. <laughs> Yo, but what I you know what I liked about that transition is uh-huh. that like he put out like a a religious book of like readings and his writing and scriptures, but like he still promoted it like a gangster rap album. <laughs> <laughs> like he had like coming soon posters and and like really like. <laughs> really aggressive trailers he's like yo here in the streets <laughs> my weed is about christ formerly of the clips <laughs> i mean and that's how you're gonna reach the kids hey it works you gotta yeah. go to where they are i bought those copies i ain't gonna front i own that book we do it oh man a family uh torn apart as they speak uh to investigators about their father's participation in the riots. That's right, y'all. Sixteen-year-old uh, testified against her father in court on Monday as prosecutors against him, uh, uh, as uh, prosecutors used uh, against him what they had learned from their children about his resolve to take part in the U.S. Capitol riots. Quoted directly: "My heart is broken." I see people in your family suffering. I see an American family suffering. Magistrate Judge uh, Zia Faruqi said at the hearing on in Washington on Monday about how politics and the capital rights has divided American families. Uh, during the two-hour hearing, the daughter, uh, the daughter's testimony about her father, Guy Rafit, a Texas three percenter, uh, became one of the most searing examples of how close family and friends have aided investigators. And, uh, with the dragnet following the insurrection. So you have major props to this kid, 16 years old, uh, showing a lot of bravery. Um, her, um, I remember her brother was on CNN. Yeah. And he turned in the father to the FBI. Yeah. And this uh, article says the son has since left the family home, essentially disappearing and living in what the Justice Department calls an undisclosed location. God damn. Yeah, it's real. So, like, yeah, it, it's like a part of me was like, yo, much respect to this, like uh, to to these people um, from Texas showing me that there's this kind of person in Texas. By the same token, the fact that he has to hide still shows me there's still other people in Texas. Uh, there are other people in Texas, <laughs> but he's ultimately hiding from his family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that it may even if it's his father who is still currently in jail. I mean, there's certainly an uncle or a couple of cousins or whatever who were just like, that's bullshit that you turned in your dad and we're going to let you know about it. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. on top of just people who are like, how could you turn in your father for what he believes? And it's like, well, because my dad believes in storming the Capitol. (laughs) Like that's not. Yeah, like I, I don't think they turned him in until he did that. Like up until that, yeah. point, I was like, "Yo, my dad, a little wild." Now, I mean, yeah. let's go hang out in the other room, leave him in the living room alone. That's essentially what they were doing here, you know. And I respect that. You know, you, 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 he different generation. You don't relate to him. They let him have his his feelings. But when he stormed the Capitol, that as different energy. Yeah, you know I mean? and he also was like trying to keep them quiet about it. Hmm. Like, yeah, that was me, but y'all ain't seen nothing, right? And it's like, no, we saw you. <laughs> You're on 
TV for three hours. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's got to be very hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with your parent, um, depending on your relationship with your parent. Like, no. that's got to be a little tough to just see your parent doing something wrong and go, yeah, I'm going to have to tell on you. Big time. I'm, I'm impressed. Like, this yeah. is uh, 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 a lot of uh, character being shown here by these kids. Um, ironically, I'm wondering if they learned that from their dad. Like, yeah, my dad told me uh, to stand up for what I believe in. And Probably. It, and it worked against that dude. Probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, I, also, it, uh, admittedly, I got to say, uh, I, I have no problem with being uh, ignorant and learning new things all the time. This mm-hmm. article definitely made me uh, Google uh, how uh, Texas three percenters are not uh, the same as Wu Tang's five percenters. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're two percent short. Yes. They share a different thing. Yeah. If you if you rap about it, you are talking about the wrong thing. Yeah. So lesson learned. You know, it was a fun Wikipedia. You know, rabbit hole. Uh. <laughs> Did you have up two separate Wikipedias, like three percenters versus five percenters? Like, was that your new verses? Three percenters and five percenters? That's the verses I'm trying to see. I like. Yeah, that. that's going to be. Uh, I mean, the music on the five percenter side is going to be better. We all slaughter. I love it. I feel like. I mean, unless there's like a three percenter version of Poor Righteous Teachers, which I don't think there is. <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, wow. I can't believe I just pulled poor righteous teachers out of my head. Oh. Um, I, I can't wait to see people emailing us about that one. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Vatican says it will not Bless same-sex unions, calling them a sin. Uh, the Vatican said Monday that the Catholic Church would not uh, bless same-sex unions in a combative statement approved by Pope Francis that threatens to widen the chasm between the church and much of the LGBTQ community. Uh, explaining their decision in a lengthy note on Monday, the Holy See referred to same-sex unions as a choice, describing them as sinful and said they cannot be recognized as objectively ordered to God's plan. This stands to certain to disappoint millions of gay and lesbian Catholics around the world. Uh, the blessings of homosexual unions cannot be considered licit, said the Vatican's top uh, doctrine office, uh, the Congression of the Doctrine of Faith, uh, as written in their statement. God does not and cannot bless sin, the statement added. Uh, this decision is a setback for Catholics who had hoped the institution would modernize its approach to homosexuality. Dozens of countries, including many in Western Europe, have legalized same-sex marriages, and the church's reticence to embrace the LGBTQ community has long held the potential to alienate its uh, from younger followers. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's, um, that is sad. I, I, I feel for folks who... Um, uh, uh, who really, um, I don't want to say cling to their faith because that makes it sound like they're hanging off the side of a boat while it's sinking. Right. And that's not what you're doing. It is your faith and you truly believe. And to have 
the top poobah of your faith go, yeah, God doesn't really like this much. And it's like, really? Does God like this big ass house you're living in? Word. Like, I don't know what's going on. But anywho, I'm not Catholic. I can't speak on it. I'm not really anything. I'm agnostic. So at best, all I can do is shrug. But um, <laughs> but it, it does uh, make me sad. I mean, like I saw a lot of, of the response on Twitter was like, well, no one wants you anyway, Catholic Church. You got your own problems, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who who believe and love the faith and this this would have been nice this would have been nice yeah um even if it wasn't like a yeah god is cool with it if it's like i don't know god god is ambivalent at best (laughs) if that was their statement that would have been nicer yeah, like they, he ain't even need to take like that aggressive of a move. Exactly, like you could yeah. be like, I don't know, potato potato type thing, and people would have been like, oh, he's on our side, and he would he would have got mad love for, it. and it seemed like he was going in that kind of direction up until this point, which right. is what I think really hurts because it was like a hope building that mm-hmm. uh, the direction of the church on this topic was uh, shifting. But um, yeah, I I, I guess. Uh, there are several people playing. That's the only thing I could think of. I think like the other like Cardinals, like they got the Pope in room. They're like, yo, my G, you, you getting a little wild right now. Oh, right. They had to rein him in. Yeah. Like I think yeah. he wants to go in that, in that direction. And Perhaps. Was, I mean, what like, else did he, back. what else did he do recently? Didn't he say it was okay to like look directly at women in the eye or some shit, like something that was like, <laughs> It was like, okay, well, welcome to the rest of us, but we get it. Okay. Yeah. Like, he was I, pushing in that kind of direction. Like uh he uh he in an interview he said that he was uh he advocate he was like kind of advocating for uh civil union laws of the same of same sex right, couples. Right, um, right, right. They like pulled it back, the Vatican did officially, but like that felt like his office not him like when he got interviewed he was like yeah this is this seems logical uh-huh. and then like the next day like the office of the of the pope was like nah 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 his blood sugar yeah he was <laughs> 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 my man's uh, cardboard hat was too tight that day yeah 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 we gave him a snickers and he rethought the whole thing <laughs> so yeah it, it, it sucks to like kind of see that uh you know, they 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 can't I, I'm just like there's so much wild shit in that book that they clearly <laughs> yeah. have like overlooked over the years. They're like, all right, that make real talk. The guy was a little wild because it was two thousand years ago. We don't we don't follow those rules anymore. You right. Know? Yeah. Like you've you've clearly understood that some of those things just ain't logical. But apparently for this one rule, they being real sticklers about it, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Real sticklers about homosexuality. <laughs> Being a bunch of nervous Nellies about queerness you know over mean? there, and I don't. That's it, me. Let it go. Loosen up, man. <laughs> oh, man. Freak your Pope picking the wrong hell to die on over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, uh, I still, I still. By the way, I had this theory. Uh, I used, I grew up uh, Catholic, and I remember uh, adamantly telling my priest that I should be the next uh, pope. And he was like, "Why should you be the pope?" I was like, "It doesn't need to be me specifically, but mm-hmm. I do think that what they should do instead of hiring a like eighty year old dude that's about to die, 
mm-hmm. like for like a 10 year experiment, they should be like, yo, this dude's the next Pope. He's 22. He's showing a lot of promise. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll train him for the next 10 years and he's going to be Pope from 32 to 42 just to like modernize the role for a little bit. So, okay. So would know. he have all of the normal Pope uh, old Pope powers? Powers, yes. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? All the all the all the rules and regulations and flexing that comes with it. You know what I mean? But it comes with like a timeline. You gotta give 10 years to like, you know, there's a lot of books I'm assuming you gotta read. So that gives you time to do that. You know what I mean? Okay, so <laughs> now internships. Are you then promised a pope ship? Right, and then you get the Pope ship at the end, but again, also capped like ten years. My my thinking. Oh, is so everybody's capped. Everybody capped. You it's okay. just a twenty year commitment, ten years of you know prep work, you know, uh, like a stewardship, if you will, and then ten years in the job. Like, all right, you're gonna give us a real solid hardcore ten years, you know. And I figured a that would bring someone younger, more modern into the role. B somebody healthy. Every pope I've known, they always about to die. Guess what? It makes sense. There's a lot of pressure to throw in an 80-year-old dude. No other country does that because they countries and they realize there's a lot of stress we throwing on this dude. Pope is the only dude that don't have a country but got country-like pressure. You know, he got like a oh, city, yes. but he got millions of billions of people almost relying on this dude to do stuff. My grandpa don't got that kind of time. He don't got that energy. <laughs> I seen that dude. He's tired. You know what I mean? So why are we throwing that on this dude? Like, that dude, like, all the 80-year-olds should be people, like, all the cardinals that are, like, 80 and up. I still want them involved, but I want them to be, like, the counsel for the 40-year-old dude. Like, yo, go to them, get the info of time. Like, all right. Because you got got the young people. That's the the new people in front of you, right? Those are your masses. They're going to tell you what they feel in day-to-day. And the cardinals, the OGs that have been in the church for 60 years, they'll keep you in check by saying, yo, this is what we've done historically. So you got both sides of the information. And then you as like someone in the middle, a 40 year old guy who spent 10 years training. Uh You know what I mean? So the training years would be a man in their 30s. Yeah. Like 20 to 30, you out in the street training. You know what I mean? You go and then wait, hold on. You're training. 20 to 30, you're training. Yeah. 30 to 40, you're doing your uh, your interim pope ship. Yeah, you in it. All right. And then you come out after 10 years. So now you're 40. So 40 to like 50, you're learning the rest that you need to know now that you've had the job and you're like, here's how I want this to look when I come back. I, I think 40 to 50 is like you full on free. Like you got all the powers. Then oh, okay. 50, so wait, there's no time in between your training popedom and your actual pope. Nah, you in it. That's it. Cause, cause no one else but is then getting you're not going to have a pope. You're going to have a pope forever. Not nah. cause you started with them younger and you've got at least, at least 10 years of a pope. And then you've got, here's what I think the popes need to remember. Remember the German dude that was before this one who yeah. just quit the job? Yeah. That was the first time I knew that popes could quit. I love that. Like, I I feel like all I feel like from here on out popes shouldn't feel like it's forever. I know they feel like it's their calling, but I also want them to know that there's a way out because that dude was just like you know what? I don't have to do this. Let me go on and put in my two weeks notice. He literally put in two <laughs> weeks notice. <laughs> I love and, that. And then he was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to take my red shoes and I'm out. And um, 
I just want all the popes to know that it doesn't have to be until you die. It could just be until like your sciatica. You you got to get it. You know what I mean? Like it's. So yeah. I think if we start them younger, yes, yeah, and then, but I, I think if if we, sh- I think it should be a little less time in the training. Okay, and I think you should shadow the older pope. But I think that you and the older pope do get to confer on things like you occasionally get to do a mass on tv and shit like that yeah you have some say in some of the policies being made because you're younger and you're closer your ear is closer to the street okay Um, okay and then you as that pope moves on then you move up and now you got someone you know trailing you yeah in a way i'm I, i there's a shift that has to happen like in my head you became pope during your prime years like, you know, because mm-hmm. at that point, you're your healthiest. You could focus on just the struggle and tough decisions you got to make. You got a decent amount of, uh, of book knowledge, hands on information, access <laughs> to the day to day people, access to the OGs. And then when you're done being a pope, it should be like religious, like globetrotters, like you on tour. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're doing like hit masses. You know what I mean? Yo, come see Pope. John Sturd rock out this month's Christmas concert, you know? So then who were the Washington generals in this? <laughs> who are the who's the basketball team that's gonna be dressed like devils, I assume. Uh, that's part of the internship right there. You're early when you train to be Pope, you got you gotta do the other roles in the play. Oh wow. This is a lot of commitment we are asking of, of, of people. I mean, in, in my defense shot, it's, it's a lot of commitment to be Pope. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You've already committed to a lot just to have a shot at that role. So it, I don't think I'm asking for more time. Okay. All right. That is a very good point. That you know? is a very good point. I, I I think it makes sense to me. And in the same thing, when you 70, 80, you, sh- you should be able to enjoy retirement. That dude uh, here's be- the thing. Here's the thing though, with that kind of power, yeah. You don't want to step down. True. In your 70s or 80s? Yeah. You do not want to step down at all. You if you are still able to get around and you have most of your thought processes working, <laughs> you don't want to quit. Uh so that's going to be the tough thing because it's not just like, all right, cool, you did your time as pope, thank you. So now you're asking the most powerful person in an extremely powerful religion right. to step down. And who are you? I'm the Pope. How are you going to tell me to step down? I've been up here. I feel like that's a conversation that will be had every four to five years as the next old guy has to. In. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't die out, then they don't. I mean, they either need to be lazy with the job in general so that they'll feel fine quitting. Right. Like I think it's probably what happened with the uh, German dude. Or. Um, <laughs> that's too much work. Me, I ain't signed up for this. Yeah, this is a lie. No, there's this much paperwork. I just thought <laughs> I got to ride in a car and stuff. But um, I was working one hour a week before this, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sundays at twelve. I was good. That's it. Yeah. So I don't know. It just the hard part will be getting all these old dudes to give up their power because okay. I think we are seeing that people do not like to give up their power yeah. at all. So be that a pope, uh, be that a girl boss, be that uh, just a white person, uh, you know, who's the assistant manager 
at a Wawa's or whatever. They do not want to give up that power. They're the hardest people to work with. Assistant managers, they're the worst. Yeah, I ain't gonna, yeah you're right. That's yeah. why I hated like, uh, like when I made deliveries at Target when I was at PepsiCo. Like I was selling potato chips that show up to Target and like everybody was a boss in some way. Like yeah. Target makes like, yo, like, yo, nah, that's the supervisor for those two aisles. Like you the supervisor of two aisles? Yeah. He's uh-huh. like, yeah, he's he's I'm in charge of me and this other person. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even see that dude. Those are just two different ships. You ain't in charge. They tell him right. the same thing. Now, I, I'm with you. Okay, you sold me on this shot. I like the system. <laughs> There's a way I like I do like the the influx of you know I like getting the the fresh blood in I like airing out the castle or whatever the fuck it is that they live in you know what I mean yeah. let's open those windows let's let a bird in let's do something I'm telling you uh, but just know that it's going to be hard to get them old motherfuckers out of there because I mean I feel like it's hard now all they got to do is look at Obama Obama's a cool dude but he got us you got to say he looks happier today than he did while he was in office. Well, yeah, sure, he looks happier today. Um, but you also look at Biden, who worked so hard to get this power. True, yeah. Not I mean, right, right. he'd been chasing the presidency for a long time. Yeah. So if you're that close to it, and then you still got to wait. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, people get to while in a little bit. They, I, every time I see... I see Obama. I'm like, man, his jump shot looks better than ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's chill. He's definitely more liquid in his joints, or uh, if you could even say that. <laughs> nah, that's fair. Okay. I got I to gotta rethink this. But I will oh, put yeah. out the I Just bring it back. Just bring it back to us. <laughs> bring it back to us. <laughs> I'm going to workshop it. You know what I mean? Present yeah. Listeners, here. especially Catholic listeners, let us know if he's on to something. I mean, I don't want to step out of turn because, I, again, I am not Catholic. Uh, but. I, I, I do know how old men are when they're in power. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you got to keep that in mind. <laughs> Speaking of uh, old Christians, uh, Sister John, clear to travel. <laughs> <laughs> My transition game is flawless. Huh? Wow, fantastic. <laughs> Sister John, clear to travel. Uh, uh, to Loyola Chicago's first round NCAA tournament game. That's right. Uh, when Loyola Chicago opens uh, the 2021 NCAA men's tournament on Friday, she will be in the stands supporting her team. Uh, <laughs> Loyola is a 101-year-old team chaplain and a sports icon. Uh, uh, she became. Uh, she's been working with the school since 1994 as a chaplain for the school's basketball team, and uh, she kind of got popular a few years back. I believe in uh, 2018, um, when they uh, first made the tournament. You know, she kind of got a lot of reviews, and uh, they started selling T-shirts and bobbleheads of uh, her on the school merchandise. Uh, so yeah, major shout outs to this 101 year old lady still showing up the games. I can't get tickets. But I know one day when I'm 101, I'm hoping the school will put me on a shirt and let so, me into the game. So, but she's still at work. Yeah, she's still she's out. the team chaplain. <laughs> so, yo, she she should be getting OT for showing up to these games. I mean, she's 101 years old. Yeah, and she's still coming in. Has no one told her about television? <laughs> There's no or way gotten her an iPad or something. Stands. 
I don't care where she is saying, when you 101 years old, your eyes don't work that well. Like yeah, whatever but I she's mean, that's in, that's in person or that's staring at an iPad. Either way, you're not going to see. You're just going to recognize your colors as they run up and down the field. You don't know. You don't know these players apart. Oh, she's probably using the same prayer for everything. If any team member comes to her and is like, "Hey, can you pray for me? I got a my knee hurts," she's probably like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good bread, good meat, good Lord. Let's eat." You know what I mean? Like she. <laughs> Amen. Like she's probably not even. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, good luck to them. Good luck to her. I hope uh, you know she makes it through this. Um, Yeah, at that age, everything is a challenge. At that point, right? Like you got to just assume. Like you got to just like my thoughts and prayers are with you, even if you're alive, just because you don't assume they will make it to the end of the tournament. Absolutely. You think you still gonna have hobbies at 101? Oh my god. At 101, I don't know, because I don't think I, I've done all the things that when they ask old women how they manage to live past 100, <laughs> they always say stuff like, I drink a Miller Lite a day or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Two raw eggs or whatever. I don't, I just, uh, <laughs> and I don't, I've not done any of these weird superstitious things. Yeah, you got to like uh, get so, one defiant thing you do that breaks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I love men or I hate men or is it something that's one or the other? <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I'm ambivalent towards men in general. I think I'm so ambivalent towards everything that I don't know if that's, than necessarily a recipe to a long life. You know what I mean? Like if I'm, if they're like, Chalet was sharp, how did you make it to 103 years old? And I'm just like, eh, I shrug a lot. Like that's not going to be. <laughs> Yo, real that's talk, real talk. I figured it out, Sha. I know, oh. I know why you're going to live to be 101. Why? Because of this podcast. Real <laughs> talk. Yo, you know, how, <laughs> you know how gangster that would be? Like, yo, why are you still, yo, I got this podcast. I've been doing it. 50 some odd years, we still out here in these streets. This is the saddest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> Y'all would that at 50, at, 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 that at 101, I'm still going to be like, hey man, just uh, check out my SoundCloud. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, my that, Spotify numbers is killing yeah, it. That hurts my heart. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Please like and subscribe and be part of the journey. We getting there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this journey can end any day now, but while oh, I'm man. here. <laughs> Even in loss. Julius Randall's next show, there no flash in the pan. This article, uh you can already tell it's written by a Nick fan. Uh, moral <laughs> well, it's about how good the- <laughs> I just find I, I, the title cracked me up. I've never seen like an article about a sporting game in the middle of the season. It's saying the playoffs, and the first line is moral victories are rare in the NBA. Oh my god, how bad has this team been the last 20 years? <laughs> we are writing articles about moral victories. But that is what it's coming to for Knicks fans. It's, it's tough out there. Uh, even scarier are the ones actually worth celebrating, they say. <laughs> and their 117-112 loss to the Brooklyn Nets on Monday night. Uh, the New York Knicks managed to grab a different sort of victory. They left a lasting impression. That's right. This is uh, 
this is what's out there for the Knicks fans. They are now celebrating almost wins. But then again, man. <laughs> that is a little weird. That is a little <laughs> this, this is I mean, like, look, I get that. I think the point of this article is just to be like, hey, there has been a sea change in this Knicks team. Yeah. Uh, we know we've been close. Uh, we also know we've been far. Um, we, we know ultimately we have not been great overall, but this time we're not, we're doing better and we're also okay if we're not great. And I mean, I mean, I, I guess that's, I don't know. It, it feels like the kind of quiet optimism that one would have after a whole year in a pandemic where it's just like <laughs> we're taking our wins like the whole Knicks fan base is just like we're taking our wins where we can y'all <laughs> we are breathing deeply yeah that's that's what we're doing and I mean that's that's fine I mean it definitely must be annoying uh because they did just lose to the Brooklyn Nets uh, Brooklyn, let's and- go all day and uh, look, and I mean, I've I've been very clear about how I uh, my favorite ball player was Steve Nash. And so I'm excited, <laughs> which already is like, all right. But um, uh, and, you know, but they are the Nets have are building a, a, some sort of weird like uh, what's the Terminator in Terminator 2? Oh, the T2. The, the yeah, they're, they're some version of that. And at some point, that will eventually fall apart and melt for sure. But right now, it seems to be chugging along and they seem to be doing a thing. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, and I support them in it because I support, again, Steve Nash. But it also, <laughs> I can see where Knicks fans would be upset at that. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, I, I've been pro Brooklyn this whole time. I'm mm-hmm. very happy we're doing well. I do want the Knicks to do well. I like I like the the smack talking. I like the 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 you know the hanging out at a bar and hearing you know the other side explain their arguments. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But this was an eight paragraph article about an yeah, almost no, victory. Was- That's aggressive, yo. That's <laughs> eight, he found eight Dan. Uh, Fable on Twitter. You, I, I had to shout you. Incredible work. You eight paragraphs of how positive it was that they almost won, despite the fact that they were missing their best player. By the way, the the, the Nets didn't even have Kevin Durant. So when the team still beats you <laughs> while missing their best player, this shouldn't be a five. Uh, this shouldn't be eight paragraphs. Of details. I mean, yeah, but you know what? When you're paid by the word, <laughs> inspiration strikes. This is fair. This is fair. You know what I mean? Incredible work as a writer. I'm impressed. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. No, I'm still scrolling. This is an extremely long this is, It's diesel. It's diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five. I think I, I, I cut them short. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, I was wrong. 14, 15, 16. Yeah, no, this is a, oh my God, this is a long piece. 20, 21, Um, 22, Yeah, I'm at 25 (laughs) paragraphs. I didn't even count anything that was like a one-line break. Right, yeah. 25 paragraphs on the Knicks almost winning. Look, hey man, people get in their feelings about (laughs) the Knicks, about basketball in general, about the Knicks. Y'all gonna do fine. 
this almost makes me feel bad for deciding that when the Nets won that night, that would be the night that I put up my picture of me in my Steve Nash T-shirt. But I don't feel bad about that. Oh, it had baby. been time. It was time for me to toss that up there again. It was due. It was due. You know what it I mean? Due. Sad. Yes. We 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 hope y'all do okay. Um, I don't like the two teams that wear those colors, but I love those colors as New York colors. So I hope they do oh. fine. It matches. Right. It's a cool look. You know, I like the blue and orange stuff. It just don't happen to rep the Knicks and the Mets. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting for y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all going to make it. Just in general. And, like, a. <laughs> yeah, I don't think y'all going to win, but, you know, y'all going like to survive. In existential way, you guys are going to make it. <laughs> like the song, we going to make it, you going to make it. <laughs> when your team is winning, I promise you, not a single one of these players will be on the team again. Like none of these guys. <laughs> okay, be, I'm not going into that. <laughs> none of your players will be on that team whenever y'all do win. Uh, but good luck uh, uh, treading <laughs> along. <laughs> there will not. I promise you, there will be no Julius Randle jersey being sold when that team is is winning championships again. Oh my god! Now, it's just not going to happen. I see R.J. Barrett will be somewhere. Gasper, in the West why Coast. are you being so mean to the Knicks fans? <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I dealt with do? this for years while they tormented me and my nets, okay? They were like, nobody on your team matters. you damn right, but we traded those people for people to do, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I hope y'all do the same, you know what I mean? But let's oh, be honest, wow. you ain't rooting for Julius Randle in 10 years. You know he ain't going to be there. And he's not a bad player. It's just he's not going to be the one that gets you to the ring. Okay. Now, it's okay. You know, he's I mean, be... these 25 paragraphs say otherwise, but. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tesla removed some drivers from its self-driving tests for not paying attention. That's right. Tesla has expanded its full self-driving software to roughly 2,000 Tesla owners, but some drivers were revoked access for not paying close enough attention to the road, according to Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk. Uh, the beta has now been expanded. We're also we've also revoked beta uh, where drivers did not pay sufficient attention to the road. No accidents to date. Um, it's unclear. Look here. Wait, <laughs> hold on. I just got to stop you. So let me get this straight. They have software, beta software, yeah. for their cars that test out a, a self full self driving car. Yep. And but the. Uh, people in the cars need to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly as if they've never been in America before. You put self-driving in a motherfucker's car, someone who's cocky enough to buy a, 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 Tesla? a Tesla, and you've put self-driving in their car, you think they're going to pay attention to They weren't paying attention to the road before. <laughs> You know, you know what got me hyped about this is because I agree with you. I don't think anybody's paying attention when they At have self driving beta. That tells me that like you had to do some next level shit to get your shit revoked. Like right. somebody was like ghost riding the Tesla. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you on the highway on the roof, my G? Yo, I'm sorry. Yeah. I gotta revoke. Yeah, someone was surfing on the Tesla. That's the only way. Yeah. That's no cool. accidents as of yet that we know of that we feel like discussing. But there's no 
there that that you had to go above and beyond. This is more than mixing a drink while driving. Yeah, like all- <laughs> which I've been in cars where people did that, and that was just in like an '88 Honda. So this is <laughs> this is beyond that. Oh man, yeah, you you weren't reading a book on the driver's like you were not in the seat. That's the yeah. only way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm putting uh, on makeup doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? There are so many ways people are driving and not paying attention. This is above. I, I do want them to release those videos just because those those people should be heralded for their work pushing the boundaries of what Tesla's could do. You know, I mean, I get you want to take the software from them, but really, they're the innovators. Mm-hmm. Continue to give them the software to see what else this car can do, or to see what can be done to this car. <laughs> Y'all want the safest people out there trying it out. You need the fucking renegade. Exactly. Like- Those are the ones that are going to test the limits of your fucking software. <laughs> there was a job I had where we had a, a programmer who was building like new software all the time for the things that we thought we would need. Right. And we tell him what we would need and he'd build a new program for it. And then he's like, okay, today I want y'all to break it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I like go that. in there, do some shit, do some shit wrong and continue and break it. So I can see what I need to fix. Oh yeah. yeah Tesla, y'all need to let these people go on and <laughs> fucking <laughs> ride these, but you know, let them drive on the sand, let them fuck up the paint, let them do whatever. Because <laughs> ultimately, it's their Tesla. I mean, they're gonna have to pay for that anyway if they care about it. You didn't give them loan of cars; these are their cars. You just put the software on there. Facts. Put that software back. And it says beta, so it's fully on them. They know what they're downloading. Right. Listen. Yeah. I figured everything they did reckless is everything I want to see in a commercial when they finally yes. sell this. So I definitely want to see it. I'm about that. I want to see these dudes out there. Like, yo, listen. I drove on a Jackie Robinson backwards. While sitting in the <laughs> trunk, you know what I mean. I want to see some Dukes of Hazard shit. I want to see you and another person racing, and y'all are both like reading magazines. Y'all ain't even paying attention. I want to see y'all jumping over a fucking like val. You know what I mean? I want to see like hardcore dukes of hazard where the camera stops and someone goes i don't think these boys are gonna get out of this do you like that's what i want to see i want to see night rider shit you know if somebody finally crashes this they're gonna tag this like podcast be like uh innovative driver finally gets into an accident persuaded to attempt to because the delay was sharp on the war report <laughs> it sounded like a good idea you know i mean did y'all want to test it or not <laughs> Google and Microsoft are in a public feud. Uh, Google and Microsoft are openly uh, sparring on Friday as the latter prepared to testify at a congressional hearing focusing on big tech's impact on local law. Microsoft targeted Google's dominance in advertising as it described in congressional testimony how the tech industry has contributed to the erosion of local German, uh, journalism. The problem... The problems that beset journalism today are caused in part by the fundamental lack of competition in the search and ad tech markets that are controlled by Google, said Microsoft President Brad Smith in his written Ooh, testimony. Shots fired. Yo, I love that. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, dropping balls. I, I, I just thought this was so funny because Hobart was like, you know what I mean? We went and had these problems if some of y'all hit up Bing, all right? You know what I mean? <laughs> 
We were just talking about Jeeves last week. <laughs> we ahead of the curve, Sha. You know what I mean? We, we sure knew are. problems was coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> First, y'all talk about taking away cookies. Now, look, Microsoft is See? mad. Pissed off at y'all, B. Cut the nonsense out. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Cut the nonsense. <laughs> Oh man, I I I enjoy this so much. These two bullies fighting over. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I absolutely love Microsoft being like the problem with your news is that you can only get it from one place because of Google. Like <laughs> when I buy a PC, I'm not forced to use Microsoft. <laughs> okay, bruh. <laughs> And my other choice is what? Apple? <laughs> Apple with the $5,000 machine? Apple? You know okay. I mean? I've been <laughs> figuring out how to get my Zilla on my computer for the last like 25 years. <laughs> all right? <laughs> uh, man. Finally, uh, LeBron James becomes part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Uh LeBron James is now part owner of one of the most storied franchises in pro sports. Uh, he has obtained shares of Fenway Sports Group, uh, which is the parent company of uh, the Boston Red Sox, along with several other prominent sports teams and companies. Uh, while there's no p- a word of how many shares LeBron owns or how much money he put down, um, it is clear that he is a minority owner, along with uh, his uh, longtime business associate, Maverick Carter. That has got to oh, be the mouth. friendship that has paid off the most <laughs> in life. My goodness. Don't 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 unleash Maverick Carter on me. But I do think that he uh, he talks a lot. Uh, just judging <laughs> from the episodes of the shop that I have watched, yeah. um, he talks a lot. My roommate says it's because LeBron is not able to say these things. And that is why Maverick Carter uh. has to ask these wild questions or have these just talk too much uh, because LeBron <laughs> is trying to be perfect and all that shit. Um, That's fair. That's worth the money. Yeah. I, I yeah. keep a guy like that around. Absolutely. It makes sense. You know what, Maverick, you are earning every dollar. I take it back. Much All right. Maverick. Yeah, okay, Bleak. You know, we're going to find <laughs> we are absolutely going to find I'm looking. My Memphis uh, whoever the next We're going to find your sidemen. We're going to find your sidemen. In every story, <laughs> we're going to find who the sidemen is. Oh man, I love it. I love it. And you know, just in general, I'm always pro black ownership. Love to see it even if it's oh, uh, the one Red of the racist. <laughs> Hey man, we gotta start somewhere, all right? You know, you can't boo uh black and brown people on the field if one of the owners is black. You know, I feel like uh Yeah, but it also took LeBron to be one of the you know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't know. Look, Boston, I wanna say I love you, but the two times that I've been there have been wild to me. <laughs> so I mean you're fine, I guess. But um uh like, I, I, it would truly take LeBron James for them to be like, all right, I guess we can't yell at this one. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I say that there are people that I truly adore and love who are from Boston. But man, I'm I'm right with you. Boston you has know? been beautiful to me. Like I have a a, a big part of like my uh, performance time has been up there. A lot of my 
cool a lot of the cool stuff I've done has been in Boston. Boston is also the only place where someone asked me if I could change how I pronounce something before performance because they thought that the locals wouldn't understand my accent. Oh, so, stop it. Straight up. Yeah. Like they were like, yo, can you say it this way? Uh <laughs> and I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, we think that uh, people might not understand because uh, of how you sound. And I was like, you are aware that I'm in Boston, right? Right. Y'all, <laughs> y'all have a little accent thing, too. Uh, have they not heard what the people say about Boston? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I get it. It's it's a, it's a wild place. But 99.9% of the people I've met have been awesome. The point zero one has blown my mind with how ignorant. Uh, they were so yeah it's some work to do <laughs> it's like it's like the the whole cop thing right the, the the little bit of people that's doing it bad they are so bad my goodness. oh it's so they're prolific <laughs> with it they are they are out doing all the good work y'all do so yeah you know what i mean I, I couldn't enjoy uh the amazing uh food because of the ignorance that i had about my accent i was very tight about it because each new york okay. was cool you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Look, I I truly hope that this works out okay for everyone involved. Um, but uh, also, this article says that LeBron has publicly supported the New York Yankees for years. Yeah. So what the fuck, bro? What are we doing? Yeah, man, money over everything. Apparently, you know what I mean. I, uh, I, I hear you. He he, he picked his dollars. You know what I mean? No, nobody in the Steinbrenners all for the ownership. You know, this is a big reason why, like, there's a huge uh, Dominican contingent of uh, Boston Red Sox fans. Uh, because, of, like, there's, like, a perception that, like, uh, the Yankees don't sign uh, Dominican mm. players. So, like, there's a huge community of Dominicans, obviously, here in New York. And they're like, nah, we don't ride with them because all of our stars, when they're free agents... They never get signed here, and they end up signing with Boston. You know, like there was like a year, yeah, like when we had, like we needed pitching. I forget who was the white boy we signed, but they they ended up getting Pedro. And then, uh, you know, when uh, Manny Ramirez was available from Cleveland, they got him. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Vladimir Guerrero didn't go to the Red Sox, but he was available for the Yankees, and they just didn't even look at homeboy. Um, so like over and over again, it was like, yo. We got stars. Manny in particular was hopeful because he's from New York and right. he didn't get signed here and they ended up going to the rivals. There's like a huge uh, following of uh, Dominican fans of baseball in New York who only rep Boston because they have this weird idea that Boston is a welcoming place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how wild that is. Like, <laughs> you... <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. You know what? Loyalty is a son of a bitch, Yo. man. <laughs> Uh, it'll have you loyal in places you should not be loyal, oh, but yeah. you gotta be loyal because you the loyalty is needed. <laughs> you gotta support your people, especially when they're in a place where they probably would not be supported. So I get like I'm gonna send all my energy up to Boston because that's where my people are because they ain't giving them what they need here in new york but that's also like <laughs> all your energy's coming to boston where there's like a, a you know a a bouncer is just like what the hell is this you know get away 
Oh, wow. But yeah, uh, with that said, we do support all of our uh, listeners streaming from Massachusetts. We love all of y'all. Oh, we love all of you. And trust me, uh, the chance, the next chance I get to go to Boston uh, to perform, I will take it up because it, I've only been like twice to perform and it was wild both times. And I am hoping that a third time will make sense. <laughs> the shows have been fine for me. I loved it. I've been up there a few times, uh, even did a, a, a TV taping out there. So I've had a blast on the stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have had uh, the bus station catch on fire. Perhaps Jeez. I don't know. There's been. <laughs> it's been wild. It's been wild. Me and Boston. We've got. We got a lot to discuss. <laughs> we've got a lot to discuss. There you go. So yeah, if you want to support the podcast, or you know, maybe just make us feel good about these uh, Boston traumas, uh, hit like <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> 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 whatever you are using to listen to this show if you are an apple listener we always appreciate uh your ratings five stars are always welcome four stars are fine too but really like it's it's, it's right there like you went through yeah all just click the five click the five it's fine trust me you know we'll we'll, we'll know it's just our secret you know <laughs> <laughs> if you have any articles you want us to cover on the show uh feel free to dm us directly on twitter or instagram at silky jumbo at gastromonte with all that said thank you so much for listening we appreciate y'all catch y'all next week this has been the war report my name is gastromonte always with the homie chalet with shop peace Catch y'all next week. Peace.